0: Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way.
1: I'm Kitty Bluefield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare, and today I'm back. With my co-host and co-founder Craig McDonald, welcome back to the podcast, Craig.
0: Thanks for having me. It's always yeah. a pleasure.
1: It is always a pleasure, isn't it? Yes. It's bloody cold here at the moment, isn't it? it it's is pissing today. down rain. Yes, it's been pissing down rain. Yep. Vic's favourite weather at Ops Manager. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, hate this shit. Yeah. I just want the sun yeah. to come out. It's I cold, I'm wearing a jumper
0: I know Never wear a jumper on the, on the coast. coast It's yeah. Queensland Yeah
1: It's like below anything, 20 or below, everyone's like, oh, it's serious freezing Yeah,
0: that's right, but let's be yeah. honest, no one gives a flying fuck about the weather on this podcast so True, that's true okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Roger uh, Okay, protein, today we're talking about, Roger. just doing a super quick one Yeah Because lots of people always message me this question, how do I determine my protein targets? Craig
0: uh, yeah, well, there's a few ways uh, you can do it. Generally, um, uh, the, the rough rule of thumb is always like one gram per pound of body weight, or two point two grams per kilo of body weight. Now, so let's
1: talk in kilos because we're in Australia, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. US people can bloody convert it to pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, listeners and both. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Um, so, two point two grams per kilo of body weight. Um, so, sorry, that,
1: what's the range? So the, so, ra- the
0: so the range is like 1.6 grams up to 2.2 2 grams
1: per kilo of body weight. And would you say to people, goal body weight? Yeah. So yep. what I was just about to say before, before I cut fucking you fucking rudely interrupted me, yeah, sorry. as
0: per usual, yeah. fuck, um, is that if you're somebody who's, say, 80 kilos or more, that means you're going to be up around, you know, depending on that range you use, but you could be you know 180 grams or more of protein per day. And the reality is, just going that high is just Don't need it. really unwarranted. Um, yep. I mean, your pro- protein's pretty high, but you obviously you know lift pretty heavy weights, and you have and I crack my muscle. collagen as well. Yeah, and, and that's just something that you've gravitated to after many years of actually you know starting a little bit lower and then just pushing mm. it up because it, it you know that's just your preference. And there's nothing wrong with eating more protein. I think in the society that we live now, with the obesity a- epidemic, I believe it's it's one hundred well. One hundred percent. I think a big portion of it is because of people are under muscled and they're just under eating protein. So from a from a strength training point of view, they're not lifting weights heavy enough to stimulate muscle growth. Plus, they're also not eating enough protein on a daily a basis.
1: Probably shit takeaway processed food, which is low in protein, protein high, in vegetables. high in fat, no, all that sort of thing.
0: And there's a number of things. I'm not just saying that, but I think that is a big portion, and certainly doesn't get hammered home enough, certainly by the mainstream um, nutritional media. Um, But digressing, so you know, if you're somebody who's who's a bit more overweight, if you do that conversion, you're going to be having over 180 grams protein per day. Just doesn't really need to be that high. Generally, whatever your goal body weight is, you know. So if you want to get down to 65 kilos, you can then go middle of the road, maybe 1.8 grams times that by a kilo, and that's going to put you up around whatever that works out, you know. But most people within our program, depending on their body weight, they're going to be anywhere between. 120 up to around 150 or 160 grams of protein mm-hmm. anything in there is absolutely going to work if you're in a calorie deficit and certainly in a bit more of aggressive calorie deficit you'd want to push it up to the higher end of that range so what we said before 1.6 grams or up to 2.2 grams um, so that higher in the range up towards 2.2 is going to make sense for somebody who's in a greater caloric deficit you know, just because they're 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 in a, in a catabolic state, so they're more prone to muscle wastage, protein mm-hmm. breakdown. So it just makes sense to eat a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But if you're just at maintenance, or if you're in a, even if you're in a slight slur- surplus, which generally not a lot of the women listening to this would be, it's going to be mainly in about body recomposition or, or or fat loss. Um, You know, having that high range. But a, again, so if you
1: let let's say, obviously, if you enjoy this, yeah, if you're at maintenance or in a surplus, yes. you could probably sit on the slightly lower end because yeah. carbs are protein-sparing, right? Yeah, th- that's exactly yeah. right.
0: But there is a personal preference per- I'm that. saying, like, I'm oh, yeah. like... You could do that. If yeah. you, if you want, preferred if to have more carbs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you could do that, no problem. Yeah. Carbs are definitely um, uh, uh, protein-sparing. So it just makes sense. But I've also got clients who just, they like just eating more protein because of the way they set up their their diet. Mm. You know, they like to have a few different sorts of protein, they're also having eggs, they're also having milk, when you're incorporating a lot of that, like you and I have often spoken about that. It's just like… It's really hard. It's it's hard to eat more protein. Because I don't feel
1: like I have a huge… For example, when I make my tacos at night, I have only like 120 grams of prawns, but then I have some cheese and some yogurt. So that really jacks the protein up. Yeah, Yeah. then there's some protein in orange juice and the tortillas. So it ends up, you know, there's quite a lot of protein in there. So I find it really difficult. Yes to eat less protein and i eat yeah. a lot of carbs like 400 grams a day yeah you know so yeah. it's it's difficult but i think you're right i think women get really super stuck on like what's the exact amount that's gonna be right for me yeah. i was chatting with a lady who was thinking about joining our program um and she said she i mean i think she was pretty heavy 80 kilos and she said i've been eating 140 grams of protein i'm like that's fine i yeah. said does that does it feel good like yeah. do, do you enjoy it is it sustainable for you how are you feeling she yes. said fine i said we'll stick with that yes and then, you know, calories, then protein, and then you can make up the rest with fat and carbs. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah like I, I guess it's about initially working it out. Like, so set your calories, then work out your protein. Yep. Yeah. And then you can make the rest up in carbs and fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and to again, your preference. And yeah, I was yeah. going to
0: say, and that is very much a preference point, you know, like you, some people like to eat a lot more carbs and lower fat. A lot, some people, just because of their food choices, generally mm. have a bit more fat and more carbs it's all going to work at the end of the day. Do you know? Yeah. Like really you can get very nuanced about, you know, certainly with the carb, the fat thing, they're like, oh the Randall cycle and the the battle between you know, fuel sources between utilizing fat and carbs. And I'm like if I hear one more person crap on about the fucking Randall cycle and why it is so important to not get them too mixed because that's going to inhibit your ability to lose fat and, and be more metabolic. Oh, shut the fuck up. I, I'm, seriously, it's, it's driving me bonkers at this point where people are majoring in the minors. They're focusing on this one little detail, but yet not even tracking their calories, not even yeah. tracking their protein intake, yep. not even understanding their activity levels, not tracking their body weight every day. I'm just like, that. that's something that you can't measure. Yes, yep. we all know because of science, that is something that happens, but the the role that it plays in the big picture is so fucking minute. It, it's, it, I can't stress enough how okay, much it down, drives me bonkers around. But people are talking about that and I'm like, it's just something that doesn't matter. And the reality is...
1: Like, or would you say it matters? In, like me, that client, I'm just thinking of an example. Yeah. She's got insulin resistance and you were testing with like keeping her fat very low. Yeah. So that her body's... Yeah, like in that example. Yeah, but that was a very extreme example. Yeah, extreme, Do you extreme. Know
0: what I mean, and I'm not dismissing that it doesn't play a role. And, and mm. in her case, like she she had some thyroid mm. issues. She's also extremely stressed. stressed. She doesn't get enough sleep. She's also low on muscle mass. Like there was There's just so many all of these Things there that at that particular point, maybe it might make sense because you know because her body's already so stressed that bring her fat down to a minimalist point where she's still ticking the boxes in terms of micronutrients, but trying to help bring down that stress state by increasing carbs, certainly around before she goes to bed. And, you know, we're trying to improve her sort of um, fasting insulin um, blood reads like on a a morning basis, because they're really uh, elevated uh, at, at fasting. But when I would give her a lot of carbs, for breakfast, Mm. they would only elevate within to the normal range. Mm. So she was a lot higher than the normal range before, but then when you'd actually give her the thing that by most doctors would say is is the thing that causing it, we didn't actually see a response. So what it actually highlighted was, you know, during the night her stress hormones were really high, really, really high. So it just made sense for that first meal to just go, okay, let's just try and make that more carbs and keep Mm. the fat a little bit lower. Um, but that, that is one, one example, you know, and, and that, that's based off data that we already had to determine that that was actually the case. She'd been mm. tracking for a long time, tracking her food for a long time, body weight measurements, you know, um, your, your training, your activity. Like she was doing a lot of things for a long time to, for us to get to that decision. Mm. But a lot of people are making that decision or going to that thing of going this is the reason what's causing it without actually ever tracking any of that other Mm. stuff for long enough to actually make that objective Mm. you know decision so that's that's what you know grinds my gears a little bit well it's it's a lot because people are still hyper focused on this one thing that they can't actually measure and is having little impact yeah and we just know because we we, we obviously we've worked with thousands and thousands of women that have all come from different your backgrounds and diet history and your body weight and body fat percentage and lower muscle mass and whatever and and different sort of chronic issues that when you all get them to buy into the fact that it's like we need to measure the things that matter we need to track your you need to plan your food track your food and eat your food you need to begin some steps every day try and get some sunlight try and get to a, a decent amount of sleep at night create a bit of bedtime routine mitigate stress where you can start building some muscle mass all of these things and they do that for a while generally the whole metabolic flexibility thing is just something that happens as a result of Mm -hmm. just getting all of those things right. Mm -hmm. And all of our best transformations, we've never had to consider when you're eating fat and carbs and how that's going to make a difference in your ability to lose fat and gain muscle Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. It's never – not once has it Mm -hmm. ever been an issue. Only with that particular individual and maybe Mm -hmm. one other person who were – at a, at a stage where they were dealing with, and, and this, this person also had some um, some hey. like, cr- chronic health issues yeah. as well before, you know. So it was a, quite a unique case, but the vast majority of people are not going to fit into that. And simply at the end of the day, ticking off all those boxes and getting those things right over time and done consistently over time is mm. what's ultimately going to lead them to get to that point where everything's working. Mm. But calories are king, protein is king. And then your ratio of carbs and fat should be based off preference. And then you design a, a meal plan based off your schedule, right? What what your preferences are. Do you have to take in consideration like kids and family and... Yeah, cause I was going to say that?
1: that's probably just one other little small thing I wanted to include is, you know, how many meals. Yeah. So, you know, I wrote that post yes, a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. And you and I talked about it, you know, I think... And it, it again, it depends yes. on... The person and what actually fits their schedule but some rules of general rules of like that we found mm. is that most women seem to do well anywhere between four to six meals a day yeah. that's just that's just on it that's just like yeah, the majority well, that's
0: just how it falls because yeah. yeah. when you set a protein target that's within those ranges that i mentioned before mm. based off the person's body weight and you know what mm. you know if they're in a fat loss phase or whatever it just generally works out that you, when you break down your meals to hit that protein target, it just makes it the fits. most sense to go either four, five, or six meals. If you go, yeah. you could do it in two meals.
1: Or three, but again, three. it's like what fits. But, but what what fits?
0: Yeah. But most people don't like that. Most people yeah. are going to get hungry, and then usually means the protein serves are going to be quite high yeah. at each of those meals, and some people don't like eating like that. So and from just, a
1: muscle protein synthesis perspective, yeah. in terms of growing muscle, yeah. what do the studies say?
0: Yeah, well, you would generally like. Uh, anything above 20 grams on a per meal basis is going to stimulate... Every how many hours? Well, well, again, it, it, you don't really need to look at it hours because it's going to work out for the total protein per day. So if you just kind of go, well, I'm having 140 grams of protein mm-hmm. per day and I need to get above 20 grams at a minimum in order mm-hmm. to um, facilitate that muscle protein synthesis and, and create that anabolic environment, then just... You, you reverse engineer that. What's that going to work out? Well, six meals. It's going to be this much grams of protein yeah. per day. Five meals is going to be this. Four, four meals, meals like that. Yeah. Three meals. It's going to be this, but that's going to be a pretty big serving. Yeah. So it, again, it's just what what,
1: what, what works for what, you. Because some what, some women yeah. like three bigger meals yeah. and three snacks. Yeah. Some like three bigger meals, two snacks. Some yeah. people like four evenly spread meals. Yeah. Again, like you say, it's I think the most important thing is to calories yeah. then the protein yeah. then figure out the carbs and fat yeah. then do a meal plan that fits your schedule yeah. and i think is relatively balanced like you know you don't want to have like five grams of protein and 50 grams of carbs at a meal no. you want to try and have like no. if you're going to have snacks you know it might be 15 to 20 grams for a snack yeah and then yeah. if you're going to have your main meals obviously they'll be larger and it's yeah. you don't have to get so stressed about you know but i just also think if you're eating on a regular, like once you find the schedule that suits you and yeah. then you eat regularly at those yeah. times, your body likes that consistency yeah. and it gets 100%. used to eating Absolutely. that and it you balances your yeah. blood sugar. And I think a lot of the women that come to us, they were very much like me. like I used to skip meals. You know, one of our friends who just doing our program skips yeah. meals and then ends up binge eating in the yeah. nighttime. Yeah. So, you know, starting your day with good breakfast and then eating regularly after that just helps to – balance your blood sugar keep those stress hormones low gives you more energy gets you into the habit of eating and stopping skipping those meals i think that's a big thing but a lot of women just don't eat and then when you're starving you just end up eating shit yeah you're hungry you're starving so i think that's a really good um habit to get into so maybe just a quick recap so 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilo of your goal body weight is a good starting point yes So if you are in a a deficit or a more aggressive deficit, you'd want to go to the higher end of the range. If you're at maintenance or surplus, you can sit at the lower end of the range if you want to. If you want to. If you enjoy that and you want to have more carbs, you can still sit at the higher range and then make up the rest. It's personal preference. And really it's about finding what works for you and your body and what you enjoy and what you can be most consistent with. Yeah, yeah.
0: And sometimes I think even though you might have your 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 calories and your macro targets set out and then you build a plan sometimes doing it in reverse Mm -hmm. you know so so often i'll talk to clients i'll be like Start with enjoyment first. Yep. L- understand all the foods that you'd like to eat and what sounds good from a meal plan perspective. Start building your meal plan and just see what it looks like at the end. Mm. Like see where your protein total comes out, see where your carbs are and your fat totals out. And then you can kind of go, well, does that fit within that range? Yeah, it actually does. Okay, sweet. Just run with that and, and yeah. see how that goes, you know. And then just we, once protein's generally set, you can just kind of manipulate your carbs and fats up and down if you want to mm. have a bit more of a deficit or a little bit more of a surplus. But that's a really, really easy way. But if if, if it doesn't, you're probably not going to be too far off. And then you can just kind of manipulate it up into the range. So I think sometimes taking that reverse approach. Yeah, it's I'll, a good idea. Pu- purely just from an enjoyment factor. Yeah, so like, right. what would I enjoy to eat? Yeah. Well, just build it and just see what it looks like. Yeah, because if you want to lose
1: weight, you've got to stick to that calorie deficit. And if you right. don't like what you're eating and you're not enjoying right. it, it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. And I think that's what a lot of women say in our program. They come in and like... This food is so bloody delicious. Yeah. You know, like they love eating the food. It's so much. They enjoy it. They look forward to it. I look forward. I mean, I've got the beef cheek bolognese tonight with some spaghetti Mm. And some juice. Yeah. I'm so excited about yeah. that. I love that so bloody beef chick cris- bolognese.
0: Crispy skin mind with air fried potatoes. Which,
1: which Craig has every night just about, except oh, for the nights occasionally we'll have something that I'm having, or on the weekends if we go out. Yeah. But I like, like what I like. That's and right. I I put, that's I put, right. Here's, here's a Red Hot marmalade. Tip, honest, marmalade
0: yeah. on Marmalade. <laughs> marmalade on your fish. I know it seems a little bit weird, but don't knock it until you try it. It's it is um, pretty nice. Yeah.
1: Mel likes that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, we buy marmalade in bulk now. Don't we? We've got like 30 jars sitting in the bloody cupboard. Yeah, good one. All right. Hope that was helpful, guys. Uh, And as always, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And each month I pick a winner who shared a podcast and you get a tub of Sature Premium Collagen valued at $79. And we'll see you again next week.